Nerd and Me Podcast presents Black Panther. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd and Me Podcast. Mr. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to be discussing the 18th installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Panther. Damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When did you catch this movie? Uh, I caught it Thursday evening, uh, the 7.45 show, and, uh, you know, you and I talked about this before the movie. Um, we didn't we didn't buy pre-sale tickets because we were like, oh, you know, it'll be a nice little Marvel film to pass the time before uh, Infinity War, and unknown, unbeknownst to us at the time, pre-sales went through the roof, and by the time you and I figured we should buy tickets, there weren't good seats left in a lot of these places, so I was very worried Thursday night I wasn't going to be able to get a ticket. Um, but I was able to get a, uh, a single ticket, so I went alone um, at a 7.45 showing. Although, uh-huh. to be honest, I, I tried to, you know, I knew we were recording this today. I tried to go again uh, Saturday or today, Sunday, when we were recording this, and sold out every show from 10.30 in the morning on. So I, I couldn't see it again. Damn. Did you get good yeah. seats at least? I got one good seat Thursday. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like in the fourth or fifth row, so it was actually pretty good. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. I got it uh, Thursday night. Brought my daughter. It was uh, it was a late showing, man. Nine o'clock. I got in. My daughter probably saw twenty minutes. It was lights out. <laughs> she fell asleep. That's she funny. Fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we go further, we should also say there, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy uh, discussion. Oh so yeah. If you have seen sure. the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, press pause. See the movie. Come back and listen to us, please. There you go. Please. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. So she fell asleep. Yeah. I could see that happening for a young, young uh, kid. Oh, but nine o'clock's her bedtime. I'm like, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see Black Panther. You want to go?" Yeah. She said, "Sure." <laughs> I said, <"Hey>, no problem. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> she on the way home. She kept kept asking, "What happened?" I said, "I'm gonna take the movies tomorrow. <laughs> We're gonna watch it again." So, uh, so yeah, but uh, my my theater was very packed for a Thursday evening. We had we actually got in pretty good seats. By the time the film started, the film started um, front to back, every seat taken. It, it was it was unbelievable. For Thursday night, going to the movie theaters, uh, I couldn't believe how packed the parking lot was. I I, I was not expecting that. Uh, but then again, I don't typically go to, thir- to Thursday night movies for openings. This is probably right. like my first time in a while. I'm doing it for the podcast, so <laughs> I did that. No, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty. Yeah, I, I go to Thursday openings and um. Yeah, it was packed. It was more packed than I expected it to be. Um, but look, the pre-hype to this movie was insane. With, um, I mean, obviously with the pre-sales breaking records, and then when people finally got to see the movie, the critics, when it premiered, I, I think a week, a week and a half ago, um, you know, what was it? 100%, it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for almost four days in a row uh, before it went down to like a 97 at some point. Um yeah, th- so, that's, yeah, those are stellar uh, grades. I mean, I would even I would dare to say maybe the last couple Marvel films have been in the '90s, but this was pretty darn high. Right. Well, look, well, the come out of previews, you know, um, with 100 percent was astonishing. Yeah. Uh, and it really, really, I don't know what it did for you, but it hyped me up because, like I said, I was treating this as kind of a stopgap until we get to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I love going to the Marvel movies and. They're fun for me, and but in terms of excitement level, I would put this at Ant Man and Doctor Strange, you know, because until recently, Black Panther was, uh, you know, a B-list character in the Marvel universe. 
Um, you know, didn't have his own book, was on any major team. You know, he, he did a stint with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Um, but when I was reading, he wasn't really out there very much, very much. So, yeah, I, you know, like I said, this was like an Ant-Man, Doctor Strange leading into it. And then all this hype came. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this thing. Um, yeah, the, the buzz was pretty positive. I, I agree with you. It, it, he is one of those secondary characters. I, I mean, I, I'm not very familiar with him. But when the when the reviews started to go out, uh, I just got that little, little exciting feeling. Oh, man, Marvel's going to do it again. And uh, that, that kind of fueled that, that desire to see it sooner than later. So uh, right. it was huge. Yeah, so uh, so we will saw it Thursday evening. Um, I guess we should just start with, what, initial uh, thoughts walking out of the theater? Walking out of the theater? Right off the bat? Yep. Yep. Uh, ooh, let's save this to the end. You want to save it to the end? Our initial thoughts, okay. Yeah. So it's gonna make it hard to talk about. Initial thoughts. Oh, you wait. You mean like what I thought about it right out rock right off the bat? Like if you liked it or not? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was. It's. It's. It. it I, I think the first thing I texted, maybe it was Facebook. I, I think I wrote the hype. The hype was real. I. I, I right. thought it, it paid off for sure. It, it wasn't one of those. Uh, you know, the professional says it was great, and I walked out. It was poopy, like you know, like the Last Jedi, for example. Um, right. I, I thought the hype matched matched the quality of the movie. I was very, very pleased with it. Very, very pleased. And you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think it matched the hype, or at least the build up in my mind. Okay. Um, it was a good movie. It was good. You know, it was a good Marvel movie. People have been asking me what I thought about it. And I'll say, if you like the Marvel movies, go see this. It's I'll put it up there with Ant Man and Doctor Strange and uh, Iron Man three and um, these these movies. But I'm not, you know, I, I didn't walk out of it like, oh my god, like I did with Thor, Ragnarok, or Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. And right, um, yeah. So maybe maybe because it, it was hyped so much, maybe I overhyped it in my brain. I don't know. Uh, again, I didn't get the, the my second viewing because as we discussed on our other movie review podcasts, I tend to go in there uh, more thinking about the movie as I watch it and not really just trying to be there and enjoying the movie. Right. So I think I need to <clears throat> see it again so I can have that benefit. And this is the first movie we podcasted where I hadn't seen it twice yet. So I think that second movie might be better for me if I can sneak into a show tomorrow. Well, I'll sneak it, I'll pay, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I So that's my initial reaction is, I was like, yeah, this is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, we're going to talk about the acting and all sorts of stuff. I, there was nothing about it I didn't like. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know if it lived up to the hype that was created in my mind by the media. Let's just put it that way. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Let's talk about the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about the people that are in this film, right? Uh, let's see. Let me let me spew off some names for you. Uh, spew ahead. Spew. Director Ryan Coogler, I guess is how you pronounce it. So he did Creed. He did and, Creed at Fruitville Station, I believe. Uh -huh. And uh, and with Creed, Stallone got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which is, if you ask me, that that's a pretty big feat <laughs> to get to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get Sylvester Stallone get Best Supporting Actor. That's 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 pretty amazing. And I love uh, Stallone. I love him. I'm not trying to knock him, but uh, but I right. am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did get got nominated for that. So that's. That's something, and I like Creed. Creed was a good movie. It's Creed was a good movie. I yeah, enjoyed it. It was good. It, it, to me, it was a little too. It was a it was a safe movie, kind of like a Force Awakens. 
uh, a little similar to Rocky, but nonetheless, I sat there not knowing what to expect from it, and I walked out enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Chad, Chad Chadwick Chad, Boseman, Boseman as T'Challa. Now, do you do you know much about this guy? Well, you know, we knew him, you know, uh, as Black Panther in Civil War. He was yeah. Jackie Robinson in uh, Fifty. I think what was it? Sixty. 40? I don't know. What was the name of the movie? <laughs> Forty-one, maybe. Forty. Right. 42? It was. It was forty-one, forty-two. Right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he's really good. He has this. He has this string where he winds up playing, like, and every biopic, like he was just he just played Thurgood Marshall in a movie, and he played Jackie Robinson, and he played uh, James Brown. In, uh, in another movie, uh, I like him. I like him a lot as an actor. I think he's uh, he's really talented. Um, I think he's great as a Black Panther. I loved him as a Jackie Robinson. It was a really good movie. Harrison Ford actually uh, had a nice little role in that movie. Um, but yeah, I like Chadwick Boseman, and, and he's really been coming into his own since I think Jackie and, and Civil War put him on um, put him on the map. <laughs> I knew no- nothing about this guy other than from Civil War. All right, and, okay. Uh, and to hear him, they, they had like some preview before the, the Black Panther movie came out, and I'm like, oh, he sounds like an American. That's cool. I, I didn't know. Yeah, because his accent on Black yeah. Panther is good. I mean, like, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, he doesn't go to the school of acting of Jennifer Aniston. I mean, he actually acts. So <laughs> why? Yeah, first, why? Why in the middle of a Black Panther podcast are you throwing Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> because I, I, I joke because she plays she plays herself in all of her movies. And this guy Chadwick actually acts, and, and I thought he was fantastic in it. So, uh, yeah. Well, I had yeah, he's, from, he's actually a southern. He's from, yeah, he's from South Carolina. So yeah, he's very American. Forty two was the name Jackie Robinson. Forty two. Okay. okay. Uh, Get on up was the uh, the James Brown movie, which I haven't watched yet. But yeah, he's played three. Let me see. He's played three famous people so far. He's played Jackie Robinson, yes, James Brown, and Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, he's good. Uh-huh. And then we got, uh, uh, I, I think the other, well, the other big name I probably w- would want to talk about would probably be, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Danae Guerrera, who played Michonne. Danae, yeah, Guerrera. Yeah, right. she was, she was right. well, this is, What was that? She's really good, and, and she's she's really good, and she's someone that, um, it's nice to see, when you only know him for one thing, it's nice to see him in another thing so that you, you know, kind of tells you if they can act or not, you know, because you're so right. used to her being Michonne. Um, but she did a great job. No, but I mean, see, you don't watch as much TV and movies as I do, so I'm very familiar with a lot of these guys. Um, Michael B. Jordan, who played uh, Killmonger, yeah, and Creed. You know, he also played um, Adonis, Adonis Creed and yeah. Creed. Um, but he comes from and The Johnny Wire. Storm. And Johnny Storm, yeah, he 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 began as a kid on The Wire, and okay. he was great in that. And uh, he's a great. I love watching him act. He's a great actor. And Peter Nuango is. Um, I think she got big in Twelve Years a Slave. Who, who are you talking yes. about? Lupita Nyong'o, who played the uh, uh, what was her name? She was the uh, spy. Oh, okay. the one that he fought, that he's with. Nakia. 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 Yeah. Nakia. Um, right. But she's also the voice of um, you you know her voice. She's the voice of Maz Kanata in yeah. the new Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Danny Guerrero, and of course Martin Freeman. From the original office in um, right. England, terrible, and The Hobbit, uh-huh. <laughs> and I and I loved I loved how in this movie how, you know, with a lot of other movies, and I'll throw DC under the bus, they do a whole lot of going back, like a lot in in regards to like origins and stuff, 
And when you saw Everett Ross, they just had to do a little mini flashback back to Civil War, and right away, you knew who this guy was. And I, th- right. I wasn't, I was not expecting him to be in the movie, and, and I'm glad that they did because it kind of fleshed out his character just a little bit more. Um, you know, because when you see him in Civil War, he's just another CIA agent. You know, he's like a jerk too. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a jerk, and yeah. and but here they they flesh him out just enough. I mean, they went back to Civil War just enough to just a touch upon it and they move forward versus spending too much time back in the past i i kind of like that right i did i was wondering how they would what connection to the marvel university would make with him with Mm -hmm. with black panther and you know civil war ends with cap and his guys being in wakanda so i was like you know is cap gonna make a cameo who's gonna make a cameo in this to tie it together and will it take away from the film and it doesn't because you know um what's his name ross right yeah uh, Everett Ross is a um, he's a small player, but you recognize him from the Marvel Universe. So it definitely, and it's a natural fit that he's there. It's not like they shoehorned him into the movie. So yeah. I think that they did a good job with that. And it know. it was enough, like you said, he was a good character to put in there because he didn't really take away from T'Challa. I mean, the right. whole Black Panther universe, where you know, had they put in more of let's say Bucky it probably would have been a little bit of a, of a distraction of of trying to build out build up who Black Panther is right and I think I think it was important to let let uh, T'Challa and and Wakanda stand on its own you know I was waiting with all the technology and we'll talk about that in a second all the technology uh, in Wakanda I was waiting for some kind of Tony Stark reference or Stark industry reference and we never got it and that's good I think yeah yeah I think it's it's good I mean they, they mentioned the outside world um, you know, because Wakanda's history is, is of that of being isolationist. Um, but they don't bring up, you know, the events in Germany that that T'Challa was was a part of. You know, the only thing they talk about so war is the fact that the father was killed at you know at the United Nations explosion. Right. You know. So I think that was good. It was it was a way to the the really let it stand on its own two feet and not kind of lean too heavily on the established history. Um, which is good for, for new viewers because they don't need they don't need to have seen Civil War to understand this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they did. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? And then uh, let's see. Forrest Whitaker is in it, and Andy Circus is it, Circus. This guy is unstoppable. He's been, yeah. <laughs> this guy's in every freaking movie that's out there so far. Yeah, and and this is like one of the few where you get to see his face. Yeah, really. <laughs> Can you imagine this guy's? He's been in Lord of the Rings, the yep. Star Wars movies, and now he's in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and the, Planet, uh, of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's insane. And you're right. The first time you really see, really truly see him act, uh, versus being uh, like voiceover body work stuff. Yeah, and he's uh, good, man. I like this bad guy. Yeah, you know, he did a great claw. job. Yeah. yeah. All right, there's your meat and potatoes. <laughs> We're done. Uh, let's talk about the movie now. How about that? Okay. Sure. Uh, Wakanda, man. I I love how they. They presented this particular city um, that it country. Ha- it's a country. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, country and uh, and how it was so advanced but yet isolated at the same time uh, from the rest of the world. I love the the tech in it. It kind of reminded me of uh, man. It was it was a mix of it, I don't. Oh shoot, what was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he goes off to Mars? A little um, recall. Yeah, well maybe. Mommy, that's a bad example. Oh oh the. Uh, Bruce Willis, the Fifth Element. Fifth Element kind of had that vibe to it. I think had like a 
sort of futuristic kind of life, but not so much? Yeah, I think, well, I think they they explained it very well, you know, uh, talking about how um, the meteor uh, vibranium, you know, thousands of years ago crashed into the jungles uh, on the continent of Africa and and around it arose the civilization of Wakanda, you know, where the five tribes fought until eventually there was one uh, tribe that won um, and they formed this nation and they decided to to keep the secrets of vibranium more or less to themselves and um, used, you know, vibranium runs everything, you know, their technology advances. Uh, it's it's just, it's kind of like this magic metal that can be used for all sorts of things, you know, and, um, yeah, and they it, was, it was neat in a sense. What I was talking about, like the city, it had a sense of uh, like science and magic to it is, is the best way I can kind of describe it. How things ran, they, mm -hmm. they were more advanced, I guess, than, than the rest of the world, which was pretty neat. But again, it, even though it is in present time, to me it had a futuristic feeling to it. You know, they were th so advanced with their tech, with with that vibranium, that, that, that particular metal which powers everything, like you said. It just really propelled them further than modern world. And it, it, it had a really nice feel to it, too. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that was uh, uh, the the goal. Well, the production designs on this movie was fantastic. I mean, yeah. it was beautiful, uh, you know, how and, and it's great because it's a long shot of them, you know, kind of like the uh, the planes of, of, of that particular area of Africa as they're flying over it. And then they pass through like this, I guess, holographic bubble or whatever um, when when Danny Guerrero's um, uh, character says we're home. And then, you know, you pass through that bubble and you go from these beautiful planes of Africa to this beautiful technological marvel of a, of a country and um it, it's it's really a good juxtaposition of, of what's going on and, and their 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 attitude of this is ours and we're going to keep this to ourselves yeah same tech that i guess uh, the amazons use for wonder woman <laughs> <laughs> the same hidden bubble anyway. oh i see that yeah 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 maybe maybe they got it from wakanda what maybe <laughs> sold it in a, what universe is crossing what <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. Vibranium, man, that's some cool metal. How do you think it stacks up against adamantium? Well, do we know is adamantium in the Marvel universe? Oh, wow, good point. Because Marvel Cinematic Universe, no, it does not. Because uh. you know, me, you, and uh, our, our friend Jay kind of got into a nerd discussion about this. Um, well, the question was, or what I asked was, what was Cap Shield made out of? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure in the comic it's adamantium. It's adamantium and vibranium. I always um, assumed it was a mix too. Yeah, I, well, that's because I think that's I think that was canon unless they retro fixed it. But I'm trying to think. I think in the movie in Captain America uh, versus Avenger, it's vibranium. It's straight up vibranium. It's straight like this is all the vibranium we have too, right? Is it the shield exactly. made up of all the? Yes. Yeah. yeah, because again, in Wakanda they don't let that stuff out. How wrong um, were they? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's only a mountain of it. Yeah, um, right. yeah, so I think in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, vibranium is the strongest metal. Um, I wonder if that's a legal thing because, you know, when, when Fox got the X-Men right, it was like an anything kind of mutant related, you know. So I wonder if adamantium is considered like a mutant related thing. So, um, yeah, does, does adamantium exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Hmm. I would say as of now, no. But, but you know what's interesting about vibranium, you know, like, for example, Cap's shield, 
it's this solid cut of metal. But when you're watching a Black Panther, it's it's more than that. There's like a power to it. Like it, it physically morphs things. You know, like when he makes his Black Panther outfit out of his necklace. It's it's like it does. It's like way more than just a power. It's, it was this intangible thing. I really didn't truly understand what vibrating actually was. It was more than just a metal. The metal emitted something, but it, it almost had like these magical properties that that were sure. that was beyond tech. You know. Well, it's because remember, it's because of the vibranium uh, that those. I forgot the name of those flowers, but the plant where he derives his powers from. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's because the vibranium seeped into the soil or whatever and, and created these flowers that they, they would harvest and, and make a potion in order to give him his strength and speed and agility. But what the hell does that have to do with, like, his 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 outfit and his... I mean, it, like I said, it was just more than just metal. It, like, it, it did things. It was more than just... Well, I think it's a combination of the metal and the technology. You know, she said nanites, which you know are are tiny, tiny uh, robots. robots. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So maybe the robots are made out of vibranium, but it's more about the technology and the, you know, they didn't they didn't go into that too much, but they made it look as if his sister Shuri uh, was some kind of genius, like a Stark level genius when it comes to technology. Oh, she, I think she blows him away. <laughs> you think so? Uh, the, the, I, I think Wakandan tech is far superior than than Tony Stark. Okay. But but then again, I guess she's working with better material. That's another thing also. That could be it too. Yeah, if yeah. Tony had vibranium, what would he be doing with it? Well, probably just as much probably. You know, but yeah. she is a smart cookie, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. She she and, and there are some scenes in there when you know, he's going to look at that Black Panther outfit and she's like, "Look at these gadgets." I, you know, right away I'm thinking this is James Bond and she's Q. You know, right. And she's like, check this out. I mean, it was almost like like a mirror scene of any James Bond movie of check out your new tech toys. And he's just kind of trying them out and obviously goofing around with them, too. So, right. Had, had that feeling. They even had that feeling where in the there in the casino. I'm like, oh, this is Casino Royale. I get it. You know, <laughs> so I it had that feeling also. Well, he was wearing like a tuxedo, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Or like in a really nice suit. Yeah, yeah. Had that James Bond kind of feel to it. So I, I, I kind of like that little homage if, if they were really pertaining to that. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, it was neat. Even like with the tech, I, the one thing I also noticed too, which I thought was pretty nice, was even their spaceships when they flew, you know, like other like uh, things in Marvel, the only other power source we, we see is basically, I guess, Tony Stark's Iron Man suit had that like, like a the blue arc, light and that sound. The arc reactor. The arc yeah. reactor, for example. And what I got from Black Panther spaceships, to me, when I saw like the exhaust of the spaceships, they remind me of like speakers, you know, and it they seem to like pulsate like sound. Did you get that? Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, watch it again yeah. on your second viewing. <laughs> the, okay. Everything like propels through like almost like sound waves, and even like how they manufactured energy in that movie had like a, you know, like they look like speakers. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, cause and it has to do with absorbing and re, 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 a, what's the word? Absorbing and redirecting energy. You know, like his, his new suit does that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and cap shield, I think that's one of the things cap shields does. It, remember it absorbs a, a Thor's hammer impact. Right. Um, but it doesn't, his shield doesn't redirect energy. Um, so yeah, that's one of the properties of vibranium. And I think, um, you know, just the name has something, you know, it, it kind of conjures up sound and things like that. When you think of vibrations and stuff like that. Yeah. So when on your second view and check out, check out the, how they 
design sound into their spaceships and stuff. It, it has that feeling of a boombox. Okay, I will like do our, that. Like our 80s uh, Gadgets podcast. We talked about the Oh, podcast, yeah. It's available on iTunes it. and uh, Anchor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Yeah, but all in all, I thought it was, it was a solid movie. I did not expect... Well, let's put it this way. I know. Are you, so let me ask you: Are you familiar with the Black Panther, you know, storylines or or any of his origins and stuff? No, I, I mean I knew it was from the comics. I knew his origin, um, but like I said, I, I could probably count on my one hand how many Black Panther stories I had read. Um, and I read comics for like thirty plus years. Like if he was a pop up in an Avengers book, I wasn't reading about him because he. But that's all he really did. He he always just popped up here and there. Well, he did have his own. He has his own book, I think, in the in the nineties. Um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but um, you know, he was always, I, I you know, his his he's story an is character. Well, his story is a good one because he's a king. You know, he's the leader of a country, and he's trying to be a superhero. Yeah. And um, how does he balance that? And I think that was a. That was a good mo- uh, theme. I think that's a theme they'll explore probably further. Like, how does he do both? And they kind of touch upon it in the movie when he goes when he goes after uh, Killmonger at the casino, and they're like, "Well, you're you're a king. You can't just be, you know, getting on a plane and trying to find Claw." Right. Um. um he's like, "No, this is what I, I'm going to finish what my dad started, or, or something like that." Yeah. Um. But yeah, that. So I, I think. Uh, in regards, to, and I think it's good that I didn't have a, a lot of knowledge of him as a uh, as a comic book character. I think I, that lets me go in fresher and and saying, you know, instead of being that critical, well, he was like that in the comic books. That didn't happen like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I like I, I enjoyed it. He was. Um, I think if I had to criticize it, I don't think there was enough Black Panther in the movie. Um, I guess. Well, like him in costume. Oh, okay. I mean, you you go long, long parts of this movie without him in costume. But I mean, not that it matters. But, um, and I think that tends to happen in origin movies because they're setting up, you know, this guy's world. This is we are introduced literally to a new world to Wakanda and right. and his you know his place in it and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, and he's not going to be wearing a Black Panther costume too much. But um, I would like to have seen that some more. I think. Um, I think Claw and Killmonger are great bad guys. Oh, they were fantastic. Uh, I want to talk about, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, Marvel, one of the criticisms of Marvel movies is that their bad guys kind of aren't fleshed out. Like, they're just bad to be bad. You know, why did um, the Dark Elf uh, in Thor 2, why is he bad? Ah, because he's a Dark Elf. He's a bad guy. Right. You know, um, why are these bad guys doing what they do? You know, I guess the best Marvel villains so far have been Loki and um oh, who's the one that just said oh there's loki and there there's a oh and uh, the vulture in spider-man homecoming um I oh but he doesn't really... count though oh no he does he does he does yeah he's he does. you know iron man was in that movie he counts <laughs> yeah um so they're getting a little bit better with their villains but even the guardian of the galaxy villains aren't that you know big a deal they're all just kind of hype men for thanos at this point sure um but i think eric killmonger um, I think he, I like his motive. Like you understood why he was doing what he was doing. 
you understood whether you agree with it or not you understood what his motivation was you kind of understand where his anger came from mm-hmm. um and i don't know if that's the writing or the acting or is it both you know because like i said i'm a big fan of michael b jordan um but i also think they really fleshed him out as a villain much better than they have other past villains oh definitely yeah you you like you said you you understood his motivation and his hate for T'Challa was so so distinct. You can you can taste his hatred basically. Right. Even Ooh. when they're fighting, there was so much passion in his anger. Right right off the bat, you, you know, oh, T'Challa's gonna lose this one. Right. You know, uh, it just he was just so driven, and then the anger just kind of carried over. And I I legitimately I got scared for Wakanda. I was legitimately yeah. scared because this guy is just up to no good and. You know all of his hate towards T'Challa, it it, it just poisoned his his thought process. Well, um, the thing is 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 what makes him compelling. I think is that everything he says, in a way, is truthful. Yes, and, yes. And obviously, he's not responding to it right, but he's right. He's righteous in his anger toward. Um, Maybe not to child himself because he, it was, you know, but his father, what his father wound up doing, um, his hate, his his hatred and his anger toward the country for for abandoning him more or less, um, and then his desire to change the world. Of course, it's a, it, you know he takes that to the extreme because he wants to change it through war and destruction. Um, but the motive, you know, is kind of a pure motive there, you know, because, you know, he's trying to help people, you know, the way he thinks he can help people the best and only a certain group of people um, that he feels has been um, marginalized for hundreds of years. Right. And, um, you know, he calls out he the thing about his character is he's, you know, we, I just said truthful. He's truthful to T'Challa. He's truthful to Wakanda. He's like, you have all this. You've been sitting here. For thousands of years with all this while you watch your other people suffer, you know, people that look just like you in the world suffer and you did nothing. Um, well, not that's, to tell us it's basically his no. father's fault. Well, but he, well, he's speaking to the nation as a whole. You know, he's right. like Wakanda has all this. And what has Wakanda done in all these hundreds of thousands of years right. to help people that look just like you beyond this this facade, this this false wall you've built, this hologram, whatever you want to call it. Um, what have you done to help other people in this world? And you know he's right because what happens at the end is T'Challa starts reaching out. You know right. he starts taking Wakanda out of this isolationist thing. Um, and I think I think Chadwick Boseman as an actor really conveys that during the fight because I'm not saying he doesn't want to fight him. I just think he's you know he's fighting this guy. He's like man, I I, I get what he's saying and I understand it, but he's crazy. I gotta take him down. <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that's what makes him a compelling villain. And um, well, I, I was I, say, I, without I giving think, away an ending, I hope we see him again. I in think some... Killmonger won because that was his strength was that pure physical physicality of of muscling his thoughts, and you know, and that's that was it. That was all he was really good at was just his anger, and that's why I thought he beat T'Challa. In, in my opinion, you know right. that that is. How he beat T'Challa is how he was gonna govern Wakanda at the same time, and, right? Uh, because T'Challa had kind of had 
Well, he was introduced to from his, you know, from his girlfriend, right? Uh, Nakia, is that his name? No. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of the movie, she's like, I can't stay with you. We, we, you know, we have all these resources. We need to help other people. Right. And Chalice says, well, I don't remember if he actually gave a specific reason why he didn't want to, but he was just hesitant, you know. And so to lead that nation of Wakanda, it just can't be just about pure brute strength, you know, because it is a running theme throughout this whole movie that, that Wakanda has more resources to help the whole world. It was just a matter of how they they, they were going to convey that right. uh, to the rest of the world. So, And even, even in the flashback, um, you know, I guess we, you know, we already gave the spoilers, but, you know, Killmonger turns out to be um, uh, T'Challa's cousin that he never knew. And they flash back to when T'Challa, T'Chaka and um, was younger and his father and his brother, who was sent to the United States as kind of like a spy. Yeah. Um, and he's played by Sterling K. Brown, who's, who just, I think, won back-to-back Emmys in the last two years. <clears throat> um, but, um, you know, he's kind of got the – he's got – he's Eric Killmonger's got his father's passion. He just takes it to the nth degree with his skill set and his ability to uh, to to, to kind of take over um, Wakanda. And, you know, that's what the brothers are. That's what the prince, his father, was arguing with T'Chaka, the king, mm-hmm. saying, look, people are suffering outside of Wakanda. Our you know, people that look like us are suffering and we're doing nothing about it. Right. And things need to change. I mean, he was kind of radicalized, in, you know, in in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of passed that along to Killmonger. And, and when he grows up, this is this is kind of the outcome of it. And yes, what happens in this movie is the result of of T'Chaka's act, actions. Um his mistakes and um i think t'challa uh recognizes that because like we say in the end it, it, it's weird because i think if eric killmonger had or had come and just been hey i'm your cousin this is what's going on this is what i think this is what the world's like outside of here we need to change things t'challa was open to that discussion you know what i mean yeah but he tried the heavy-handed way he tried to take over and kill people and he let his he let his anger at um, what T'Chaka did to his father overcome his sense of responsibility toward uh, the other people of the world. And and that in that way, he takes his selfless motivation and makes it a selfish one. But yeah, like you said, it's his his motivations of being that angry is, is, is purely justified, though. You know, they just left him there to, to live his life the way it was. Right. But uh, yeah, good bad guy. Yeah, very, very good. Good guy. job, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and, and he's surrounded by, uh, you know, Lupita Nyong'o is the general. What is her name? No, I'm sorry. Lupita Nyong'o was Nakia. Uh, Danny Guerrero as Okoye was awesome. Like the all the women in this movie were ridiculously good. Yeah. When you think about it, yeah. I mean, between uh, Nakia and Okoye, and um, the mom and Shuri, the sister, they were awesome. Yeah, they they all had strong personalities in this, which right. I thought was nice. It was a, it was such a strong cast, such a strong cast. Everyone held their own. Everyone had their their own purpose. Everyone felt very strong in this movie, whether they were good or bad. The, right. Each each person had a really uh, distinct personality in this movie. Um, I, I I thought it was such an enjoyable movie. So it really was. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's 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 a credit to the acting and the strong writing um, that you had this many people in the movie and were able to really give them all a distinct personality and 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 um, 
and they all they all get a chance to shine in different ways in the film too, which is which is good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. You want to jump to the end credit scenes? Uh, sure. Is that it, where we're at? Uh, sure. All right. So the uh, the the first there's a mid credit and an end credit scene. The mid credit scene was dumb. Yeah, I mean, it was boring. It was just uh, that did that did not belong there. <laughs> that belonged yeah, at the end I, of the movie. I, I guess they were setting up Black Panther two, which I'm sure after making all the money in the world in one weekend they're gonna uh, do. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's basically T'Challa, um, and you know what's funny? I didn't catch this in Civil War, but. Uh, you know, they do a little thing where they're at, you know, where the words come up on the screen, where they're at, and they're at the United Nations of Vienna, Austria. And it just hit me. I'm like, what? wait, the United Nations is in Austria? And it was there in Civil War. I just didn't think about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that's weird. In the Marvel Universe, the United Nations in Vienna, Austria. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's just him speaking to the uh, to the United Nations saying, you know, Wakanda is, we're done being isolationist and we're going to, we're going to help the world and, and things like that. Yeah. And that was pretty much that whole scene, right? Yeah, that's it. I think it's setting up the second movie where the conflict is either going to be from within, um, where you're going to have people that were happy being isolationists, like Wakandans that were happy being isolationists, angry that they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, you know some other country, some unknown, like a like a, a, a uh, what is it called the Slovenia or whatever what was it Sokovia mm-hmm. like a Sokovia like a, a made up nation um, well in Wakanda actually Black Panther 2 would be a great way to introduce Doctor Doom who's the king of Lat- Latir- Latiria right oh yeah it's like a fake nation in um in Europe somewhere um, that'd be a great way if you have him because they've in the comic books they've been they've fought a few times right Doctor Doom and, and I think uh I think Wakanda also went to war against Atlantis and Prince Namor at one point in the comics. Ow! But, um, sorry, he's banged my knee. Well, it can um, happen since Disney, I think, got Fantastic think got Four. The, yeah, we yeah. think we got, yeah. That'd yeah. be an awesome way to see uh, Doctor Doom go go against the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. All but right. I think that's what that, that was setting up, a, a part two, like the strife right. of what, what would be going on with part two. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. that was pretty weak. That, that it, could, it was for yeah. end credits. Yeah. I mean, for mid credits, it was weak. Yeah. And the last was one like, was uh, introduction to Bucky again. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, you know, you thought, you know, who who do we know is there? Bucky, Cap, um, Hawkeye probably went home to his family. Ant Man went home right after he got out of after Cap busted him out of jail. What? No, assuming. no, no. At the end of Civil War, everyone's basically still in their confines. No, remember he breaks him out of jail. Oh, you assumed he broke him out of jail. No, they show it. <laughs> they do? No, they don't. Yeah, but he's when at the end of Civil War when Tony Stark, remember, are you Tony Stank? Yeah. And he gets the letter from Cap with the cell phone, and right. while he's reading the letter, while he's reading the letter, they show Cap breaking into the vault and breaking everybody out. Well, they they show Cap. Well, I, I guess you would assume that, but they they show Cap talking to to Falcon, and that's really the last that you see of them. What, no, no, no. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, talking to Falcon. Yeah. No, he's talking to the Black Panther in Wakanda. Oh, that Remember scene. That? Right, right, right. Okay, they but yeah, but that's soldier, just... They just... froze him again or whatever. Right, That, but that's just Captain Bucky, though. Yeah, but don't you... I mean, he broke everybody out of the out of the prison. When you assume they all went with him, aren't they all fugitives? 
Well, yeah, but I don't think they went to Wakanda. All right. Well, I, I just assumed they all hid. They were all hiding there because they were all fugitives. Um, ah, okay. But I guess all. But like I well, said, I hey, guess that, all, that makes sense. You can't be found. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or extradited, you know. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we didn't see them during the movie proper, but at the end, um, they do make mention to. Uh, they do make mention to what does she say? Like another white boy or something like that. Something like uh, that. Yeah, when she when Shuri. Shuri um, heals Everett Ross after he gets uh, a serious injury. Um, makes a comment about, you know, stop bringing me these sick white boys or something like that. Okay, yeah. Um, which alludes to the um, Winter Soldier who pops up at the end uh, at the end credits talking to uh, Shuri. I can't remember the conversation. Do you remember what they talked about? Uh, you mean at the end of the movie? Yeah. Um... Like he comes out of the, like the hut. Yeah, I don't remember what, exactly what they were talking about. I was just kind of distracted. I, I was expecting him to have his arm. <laughs> you know, I I expected well, to build him a new one. Well, yeah, I just expected he'd have it by then. <laughs> Shit! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I cussed. I and mean, there they goes got, they, the warning. They, <laughs> there goes the warning. But I mean, they got Everett Ross within 24 hours. He broke his spine. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous how quickly he healed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not like Bucky lost his arm. He lost his mechanical arm. So you just got to stick some bionics on him and he's good to go. Maybe the guy well, go first, around with one arm. I was shocked he was awake because they were supposed to put him on, on ice until they could figure out how to unbrainwash him. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so, um, yeah, you know, thinking about Everett Ross being healed in like a day. Yeah, maybe the world should be mad at Wakanda if they had that type of technology. Seriously. Bucky's like, can I have an arm now? It's yeah. getting hard to He's brush like, my hair. This guy's got a whole new spine. Can you give me like an arm? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like I said, it's not like they have to fix his arm. His arm is fine. It's just he just needs another prosthesis. Right. My goodness. Now, questions. Oh, you boring yourself? Uh, so I have a few questions. <laughs> Go. In the Infinity War trailer, we see Thanos' minions straight up attacking Wakanda. Yeah. And them, and them you know, defending Wakanda. Right. And this is the last movie before Infinity War, and the sixth gem has not been seen in any of the movies. Okay. A lot of people thought it would be in this movie. Okay. So I'm thinking, because in Infinity War, they obviously attack Wakanda, that the gem is somewhere in Wakanda and we might have seen it. I'm thinking it might be that dust they buried them in, the king in, yeah. where they have their vision. Okay. Because the last gem is the soul gem. And remember in their vision they, they go back and they talk to the souls of the well, in their case they 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 talk to their dead fathers. Right. So maybe that dust is some kind of crushed gem or something. I don't know. Because uh, remember the gem Would it be the right color? What color is a soul gem? I don't know. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Hmm. But remember, the, the ether, it was like a mist. You know, it comes in all different shapes and sizes, the gems. Right. So, any thoughts know. on that, or you didn't think about that? Did not think about it at all? Oh, okay. None. None. Then None why space. attack Wakanda, you think, in Infinity War? You think he's got a reason for it, or it's like, oh, the heroes are not going to attack him? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, I did. I did not think that far, actually, to tell you the truth. I did not think about the Infinity War or, like, the connections that all of Thanos with this particular one. I mean, I was I was totally pulled into the movie itself. But uh, I guess 
I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming in the trailer it is Wakanda, uh, because you see the Wakanda warriors there. Why would they be there? Got me, man. I have no idea. But get this man a shield. I don't know. Well, what about um, well the Bucky end scene? Do you think that was setting up anything in particular? Uh, other than he's alive, I don't. I don't. Again, I. When it comes to the to Infinity War, there really isn't much about it, other than the trailer, you know. But I don't know how you're going to tie into. Uh, I hey, I guess I guess Thanos attacks Earth. Wakanda is the only nation that has the ability and the tech to fight against it. I guess. Maybe you yeah. know they they're the only country where the whole country that are war well maybe not the whole country are warriors but they probably have the the, the tech to do it besides Stark tech. Um, so you'd have Stark Tech on one end, and then you'd have the Wakandas on the other end. I guess I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe he needs a, a crap load of vibranium for something. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah but see, if 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 we knew what the color, I guess, of the last gen would be purple. I mean, right. they kind of alludes to like the stuff, you know, that little plant plant because that was glowing purple. Right, and was was it the dust they buried them in? Was that purple? Hmm. Or the dirt, or is it red? I thought it was reddish. Yeah, I think it was kind of reddish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Because when they when when they revived to child, they just barely. Well, this is speculation. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you never know. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, let's see. Final thoughts. Got any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the film. Uh, one criticism I would have is I think the CGI. There are moments when it's very obvious. Did you did you? take that away from it um, i think i think when the reader standard standard no I, I thought the siege was was fine i didn't notice any hiccups what what part i are just you talking about uh especially when the, they're both fighting in their their black panther costumes oh okay and, gotcha. and when they're falling when they were falling into the the whatever the cavern uh-huh. i think that was very cgi i think when they were fighting in their costumes as opposed to two guys in a costume doing stunt work with some CGI around them, okay. I feel like I feel like they CGI'd the whole scene, and I think it was obvious. Okay. So that that pulled me out of the, the moment gotcha. a few times. Huh? Um, and and same thing when he was um when they were doing the car chase and he was flipping and stuff like that. Well, yeah, that's CGI. Yeah, well, I know it's CGI, but I mean, it just <laughs> I think it, it was, was too, too uh, it was a little off. Yeah, I think it was a little off for me. Right, this I think we're getting picky on Marvel. Check out Superman's mustache. So. Or lack of mustache. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was well, just it's funny. That was if, bad. If you listen to our Justice League um, yeah. podcast, we're like, yeah, his face looked weird. Like, we didn't even think about the mustache during the podcast. That's right. I'm like, yeah. his, we're like, why did his face look weird? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we know. He, they were, they see Jan and you map on him or yeah. something. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. I, I, I went in there with. I'm not going to say with high nor low expectations. I knew there was a buzz about it. Um, I walked in. Again, I don't typically watch a movie on a Thursday evening. Uh, well, probably because I was off on Friday. So it, was, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, a, it wasn't a school night for me, so it was okay. But, uh, you know, sitting there, there watching the movie, again, some cues of James Bond, felt like some Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. Um, the acting, the, the everything about it. I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I can't believe how good this freaking movie is. It, like you know, it's to me. I, I liked it, and uh, so on that. Where does Black Panther fall in your Marvel fave? 
like of of the Marvel. We did this last time. I think right. it was on. Was it the Weekend Geek? We I asked you. What no, was I think it was. Yeah, it might have been. We were talking. I think we're. Yeah, I think we're. I don't know. Who knows? We do top fives all the time. <laughs> I know. So does um, Black Panther fall? Where does it fall? Your top five, middle five, bottom five. We're at eighteen. Probably, well, yeah, right at eighteen. I'll say top ten. Top ten. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, I was underwhelmed. Not underwhelmed. I was just not as whelmed as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> um, I wasn't overwhelmed by. And like I said, it was. Uh, yeah, and, and again, it could have been my own fault. I might have hyped it too much. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, like I said, second viewing, when I could just sit back and enjoy it as a movie, I have a feeling I'll like it a lot more. Um, I'll give it four out of five stars. I'll even give it four and a half out of five stars. Um, but when it comes to Marvel movies, for me, I'm always going to be comparing it to Winter Soldier or Civil War. You know, the, the Guardians one. So if I, I didn't walk out feeling uh-huh. the same way I did those movies, then, you know, it's not as it's not as good or better than those movies. Excuse me. Movies. Yeah. I, I walked out, and the first thing I th- said to Angelica, because she asked me what I think, and I, you know, Winter Soldier is, is my number one Marvel movie, and I said, man, Black Panther, if there's like a 1A, this is a 1B. I, 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 I walked out loving the movie uh, for some reason. It, it's, like you said, the, the Black Panther himself in costume is probably, probably minimal, but I think that's why I kind of liked it, too. The, there was a lot of story to this. There is a lot of fleshing out of characters. There is a lot at stake. There's a lot of things. I, you know, like I said, when Killmonger took over, I was like, "Oh no, what kind is in trouble?" You know, I, I had that feeling. So it, it, I, it brought me through a lot of ups and downs in regards to tension in the movie and things. And again, I, I went in there with an open mind. I didn't really know Black Panther. I, I mean, I know him, but I don't really know him. And I walked out of there like really happy, like really, I was, I was satisfied. Money well spent for movie pass. So. <laughs> it, it felt good with that. Um, but yeah, like, it, and, and like, if I had to think, like, it, like, what are my tops now? Man, it's like I, I know I said Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, and and I thought this was better than Guardians. But again, this is fresh. You know, I remember I walked out of Guardians only like expecting like super low, like this is gonna be Marvel's bomb, and I walked out of like holy crap, that was amazing. And uh, and for Black Panther, I think I went in there with maybe slightly optimistic, and was impressed that it 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 lived up to it for me. You know, will my opinion change in two months? Probably, but as of right now, I was I was pleased. You know, there are a lot of movies that you and I have have talked about. You know, the last couple months on podcasting and stuff. And, you know, when you talk about things like Thor, Thor was tongue in cheek fun. But depth-wise, story-wise, that no, was not as deep. Neither was Justice League, and and we we talked to death on the Last Jedi, you know. Um, so it was nice to see a meaty story. To me, this was a meaty story. Uh, there was more depth to it, and and I think I just needed that kind of meaty story, which I haven't seen in a while. You know, Jumanji was good, but again, that was that was just a fun flick. This one was a little bit of everything for me. So, yeah, I mean, this there. is definitely a well, very well written movie, and, and like I said, it's it, it fleshes out the characters, the motivations of the villains. It's all there, and the kind of weight that T'Challa has, and and becoming king. Um, yeah, it's it's all there, and I I really did enjoy it. I mean, I'm gonna listen to this after we publish, it, and I'm probably gonna be like, oh yeah, I really like that movie because <laughs> I can't really. I mean, I have some criticisms, but it's nothing huge. Um, 
I, 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 I don't know. I don't. I, I, like I said, I really think it's a, it's a. I expected it to be at this level because of the 100, and and all this praise it was getting. And I walked in and I was like, hmm, you know, because the last the last time I think Marvel really got that kind of hype was Winter Soldier, was uh, Civil War, and I think. I don't know. I I, mean, I really really liked Witcher. So you said one A one B. I wouldn't put it one uh, B. I think I think Civil War is much. Um, I think I was, was more fun. engaged with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, we watched. Civil War was definitely fun. Definitely fun. I, I mean, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier. I mean, if you haven't watched it in a while, we watch it. I think you'll remember why you loved it so much. It was good. But when I think of Civil War, I I typically think about the fight scene at the end of the movie. You know. Um, no, enjoyable. Hey, let's put it this way, man. Marvel home run after freaking home run. It's like I, I am so shocked how they're able to keep that momentum with, with characters that are we, – we said we're so – you and I have been reading comic, comic books for a very long time, you know, myself on and off, and I knew who Black Panther was. And again, you know, same thing with Ant-Man, same thing with Black Panther, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel knows how to make movies. They're they're making them so good. It, it's almost to the point where, like, oh man, it's just a matter of time. But man, with the movie, the movies they got coming out in the future, they all look promising. You know, maybe the second tier Captain Marvel again. I you know I don't know much about that character too. But but as of right now, this is movie eighteen, and I don't think of the eighteen. I would say, ah, uh, well, that was just terrible. You know. I, I would say of all eighteen, I think I've enjoyed all eighteen to some degree, and and uh, and the the bar keeps getting uh, lifted every single flick. And yeah. it, it almost seems like they're they're almost reaching that that level of of quality and and pleasing the fans and pleasing the non fans as well. And, and Infinity War is going to be insane. I mean, I'm, I will need Pampers to watch this movie because I mean, this, it's yeah, be amazing. This is why it's going to be so sad when this bubble bursts. Because some <laughs> Marvel, look, yeah. Marvel at some point is going to have to put out a crud movie. They really are. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you think Iron Man two and Thor two are, are probably considered the worst Marvel movies, they're good. Mo- they're decent movies. You know what I mean? They're they're nice fun. Okay, now you brought that one up. Thor two. Ooh. <laughs> well, I can watch it was it. entertaining. Let's, yeah. All right, let's yeah. look at what they got for eighteen and nineteen. They have Infinity War. Yeah. In May, they have Ant Man and the Wasp in July. Right. Then we go to the next year where they have um, uh, what, Captain uh, Marvel. Avengers Four, right? Which they don't have a title for yet. Uh, Spider Man Two, right. which takes place like four minutes after Avengers Four ends, right. and Captain Guardians Marvel. Of, Guardians so, of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming out. Not in nineteen. Oh, not in nineteen, but that's no. I was that's just doing the next few years. Yeah, okay, I mean yeah. that's. That's what we're looking at the next few years with Marvel, and I don't see a stinker. Maybe, maybe Captain Marvel. Maybe, but yeah. I, I wouldn't count on it. I mean, if the trailer for Ant Man and Wasp is, is any indication, that's going to be at the very least a fun, a fun ride, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's insane. Uh, it's 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 amazing what Marvel is doing right now. So eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21, 22, 23. So we have until at least Marvel 24 to, before we get a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what you said in one of the podcasts. This is when the bubble breaks, when Daisy comes out like this awesome Marvel flick, and, <laughs> and the bubble bursts. Yeah, people, yeah, the, DC will finally get the uh, 
the formula down and people will be tired of going to superhero movies. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, but we're sick of it. We're on yeah. Westerns now. <laughs> yeah, <he's> right. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, that, that was a good flick. I may rewatch it again tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to try to get into a showing tomorrow if I can. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I had to say about that. All right. Um, plug time. Go for it. it sound like, I was trying to make it like quick hits. Quick no, hits. Yeah. All right. This Wednesday or Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Look for this. The See, now I want to say it wrong. For our weekly episode of The Week in Geek, uh, we're definitely talking about box office, Black Panther box office. I got two words for you. Mucho dinero. <laughs> um, and other geek news of the week. Um, uh, our friends uh, Pete and Jay have entered a nerd zone. And they just dropped two episodes this past week. One on the Rocky movies and one on Harry Potter 3, The Prisoner of Azkaban. So go take a listen. Yep. Uh, me and Pete. Do fat guys in little coats. You sure? We talk about our travels. You sure? Uh, where we go, what we do, shush, <laughs> shush, and what we like, where we like to go to eat. And uh, you catch all four of us on what is it? Stuff you don't need to know. Yep. Uh, I do. I do a movie review, a five minute movie review, and a an occasional history podcast. <laughs> um, Alan's been doing a rewatch of The Office and discussing that. Um, Pete's been doing sports in five, and Jay's been doing everything else. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, dude, uh, Jay's stuff is good. I'm a Jay's big fan. Good. He, yeah. he is good stuff. Uh, Monday mornings when he drops um, Monday memories, I'm like itching. I get in my car in the morning, look for that stupid podcast thing. I hope he <laughs> dropped the show. I'm like, boom, there it is. I have a fun time going to work. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's just see some of Jay's shows. He's got Monday memories. He's got Black Belt Theater. Yeah. He's got a video game review. He's yeah. got um, uh, The Runaways. He's doing something on the TV show, The Runaways. Uh, the man's unstoppable. I don't know when he eats, <laughs> sleeps, or drinks, but he definitely podcasts. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yes. Big, big fan. fan. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> we had a long, long uh, weekend, so. Yeah. All right, then. Go, go, go take a nap. All right. Till next time. Martha. Peace. Peace. <laughs>